Okay. Settle down. We are just continuing. Amen. Now, I'm only um, going to have time for some short, short things, but I just need to say one thing to you before I share this session, which is our last but one, I think. In the book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, that many of you use only for exams. You say, oh, media, I've done my part three. There is a chapter called 20 Ways to Know Your Enemy So You Can Defeat Him. And we chew the thing, Baba. The name Belzebub is found here. And the name Lord of the Earth, and is Lord of the Flies. And, and you don't understand that you are learning about a real enemy who actuary, 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 he exists. So I want to counsel you, if we don't get to it in this camp, take this chapter and read it. It will show you a lot of things. Amen. Sometimes even the things, the animals you see around, they are not normal. Okay. Ah, Lord of the Flies, what does it bring? Flies. Yeah. <laughs> There are some issues that are just them. They don't kill you. They just you handle it. Yeah. Are you in the house? Yeah. So you will do well to read it. But for this session, which is our last session before lunch and before the auditions, the audition I hear that you are forty. I have to cut down the number. So there must be a pre-session. To, to, to bring it down. It doesn't mean that you will not sing again. It's just that practically we can't audition 40 people. Practically. We'll have to be here till the night. Amen? So pray that you will be chosen. And if you are not chosen, just say that that's not the purpose of God for my life right now. Hold on, hold on. You see? When I was growing up as a Christian, I used to really want to lead praise and worship. Because I really like praise and worship, as you can tell. But it never worked. Are you there? And I used to feel that, oh Lord, you have rejected me. A woman said the voice is not nice like this one or this one. But honestly, my heart is... And God never minded me. The closest I ever got at that time was to be a backer. Are you there? Yes. But years passed. Years and years and years passed. And instead of becoming a singer, I became, became a preacher. And I discovered that as I began to preach, I often go into the praise and worship I wanted at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But this time, the voice doesn't matter at all. At all. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I was disappointed that when they are choosing the people who lead praise and worship, they couldn't see. You people, you don't understand what's up. You say you want to lead praise and worship. Look, I used to learn the entire album. Oh, yes. 
I would wake up in the morning. I was a mother with babies. Yes. And I would go into one room in my house that had no heater. At three o'clock in the morning, my eyes are open like this. And I'll start to worship God. How do I know Psalm 103? I spoke it to him. Then I'll put on the cassette. I will sing it from the beginning to the end. I will worship till the Holy Spirit has met me in my room. When I come out, they say, as we are choosing praise and worship leaders, we say, we are not inside. Won't come. Oh! Reject. But God had greater things than Paul. Yeah. Greater things. Oh, yeah. Are you in the house? I remember one day I went to a convention. I think we had, I went back to the church I used to pastor. And that convention was very spooky for me. I have not had that experience since. And for every point I gave, there was a song. And I'll bring the song and the anointing will flow. Point number two, and the song will come. I'm, I said, oh! I said, this is nicer than the praise and worship that I was at. So today, I'm saying all this to say that today, if you are not chosen, don't die. It just means that there's something else at this time for you. Let me just say it already. Otherwise, I'm going to get some tears. I wouldn't know what to do when you are crying. I would not know what to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want you to go with me to a certain place. Remember, we are trying to know our enemy. And I'm trying to remove the disguise. Did we remove some cover in the last session? Yeah. Are you not surprised to hear that what he was telling you he has told other people? Do you know the number of very beautiful girls who swear that they are very ugly? Because the devil has been talking. So the ugly ones have heard that they are ugly and the beautiful ones too have heard that they are ugly. No problem. <laughs> Just recognize the voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you from a chapter of this book, this is the masterpiece on loyalty and disloyalty. This is the book that has flown our father kilometers, kilometers, kilometers. He has gone from church to church over this book. There is a chapter that we don't often talk about because it's a bit voluminous. The points are about 32 or 33. So usually when you are going to preach on them, if you don't have a long time, you tend not to go in there. But I want us to go in it. I'm not going to spend so long, but I want us to touch it because... When you can, there are so many things that you will not see with your eye. How will you know that they are there? By a sign. How do you know you have malaria? Did you see the mosquito that bit you? Did you see the, uh, what's what, falciparum, isn't it? Did you see it enter your blood? Have you seen some with your eye before? So how do you know that it's malaria? It's the sign. My headaches. It's the sign. My temperature is up. One of the classic signs, my mouth is bitter. Another sign, my joint is aching. So you don't need to see the mosquito or see falciparum swimming. When you see these things, you see the ha. Ah, that's a sign. Many of us, there are signs that we are slipping. There are signs that the devil has got you, but you don't know it's a sign. And many times you think it's just a normal human reaction. But now that you know it is a sign, 
you just fight your way back. Remember that a sign is not the same as the sickness. Uh, uh, please, how many uh, medical students? My father asked the medical students questions. Headache, it can be what? Headache. It can be malaria. It can be what? <laughs> Reverend Eric says it can be constipation and he's right. <laughs> Headache. It can be what again? High blood pressure. It can be what? A brain tumor. They say it can be hunger. <laughs> what again? It can be a migraine. It can be a what? Trauma to the head. Trauma. Trauma to the head. So, the sign is not the disease. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I have to say that because I'm reading some things here that are signs. It doesn't mean you are disloyal. It means it's a sign. So, maybe, maybe it's showing you disloyalty. So, when you see it, turn the other way. Aha. Uh -huh. Mark and avoid. I hope you get what I'm saying. So when you have the headache, they'll say, oh, take, drink some water. I always start with the water. Because many of you, you don't drink water. Uh, by the way, those of you who don't eat and you collapse, usually girls, I'm going to start beating you. Ah, if you are there and you don't eat, how do you expect even your brain to function? Uh, mommy, I don't like eating. I didn't ask you if you liked eating. From today, eat to be alive. Is that okay? Eat to be alive. That's all. Sad drama noise. They say enjoy. Last year I had one. I was telling you. Right after Tuesday service, we have come out of the. Uh, we have sheep to go and chase. There is my main shepherd collapsing at the gate. Actually, it's like, hey, drama. I wasn't uh, as usual. I traveled somewhere. I got on my phone. I got a uh, text. Says, this, this, this one has collapsed. We don't know what has happened. Immediately, what I was doing, I have to stop. Go outside and ask, what is up? What's going on? The person had not eaten. Ice kenke is not a food. Calipo and biscuit is not a food. Allow me to say it. Coke and biscuit. Storm is a stimulant. It's not a food. And some of you, you are starving in the midst of plenty. Your body is struggling, looking for the normal nutrients to do things. And you wonder why you have no energy. You don't have any energy because you, you haven't put anything sensible in your body. Hey! Am I talking to some people here? The next one of you who I hear has collapsed from life, I will call daddy and say, give me permission. I will use a belt. I will beat you myself. You have no idea how, how, hey, it's very frightening. Very, very, very frightening. This morning, I, was, I, was, I said, hey, I brought some people's children to a drawer. Small camp that we have come, small God that we are looking for. Be careful. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Some of you, even your exam marks is the food you don't eat. That's why the marks are like Yeah. Yeah. Please, am I right? 
your brain cannot work properly because you are hungry. Hey, mommy, I don't like food. I didn't ask you if you like it. Just eat it. That's all. And you don't have to eat a lot. You just eat a portion that keeps you going. That's all. Hmm. Amen. Eh? Okay. I want to talk to you very briefly and ask you to look out for certain signs. If you are here, take this prescription from me twice every year. Open chapter 5 of your loyalty or dis and disloyalty book and go through every sign and check yourself. Check yourself against the signs because disloyalty is like wind. Do you know that as we are sitting here, if a bad smell is coming, we will not know. Suddenly, uh, if, sorry, I meant if somebody has pooped out there, we will know. It's a whiff of some bad air. Yeah. They're like, ah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, what is it? Can they send some calm guards to check what is smelling? That's how you discover it. In the same way, as you go through these signs, when you find out that one applies, you start to say, hey, I ain't going to know this loyalty. We are changing. Is that okay? Because sometimes, because you do not know what it means and the possible implications, you have a headache, you don't mind it, you can die. A lot of the people who we go and we say, oh, I was just talking to him yesterday and he has died today. They have ignored symptoms. They have ignored it. The signs were there. They have ignored it. Before I, my, my church before this one, my assistant, very nice gentleman, one day they had just employed Zoom nurses. Are you here? In the hospitals. And he and two other pastors had gone to visit the wife of one of them who had just had a baby in hospital. And as they were coming back for fun, they said, oh, Zoom nurse, do they know how to take BP? So these three gentlemen were walking along and laughing that they have employed people and put them in uniform and they are sure they cannot take BP. And they went to sit at the table and said, nurse, please, take my BP. So, <laughs> I'm telling you a true story. So they put the hand there. Then they took the BP of the first one. It was okay. So I put the hand there took the BP. Then my assistant, he sat down. They took the BP. 200 over something. They said, wait. They removed the thing. Put it back again. 200 over something. The lady said, I'm coming. In charge. Can you please come? Maybe I'm doing something that is wrong. They came and took the thing. 200 over something. Maybe it is the sphinx that has a problem. Let's go to the other uh, bring another something, let us measure. 200 over something. The man had high blood pressure. I mean, this one, it is high, high blood pressure. So later on, immediately he had to be, immediately they had to deal with it. So when I later on went to see him, I asked him that, ah, we used to call him Mega Man. I said, but Mega Man, how could you not feel BP? This is the answer he gave me. I've never forgotten it. He is one of the workshop managers of a very well-known car brand. 
And he said that. You see, when he lands at his work, pressure. Are you there? Pressure. Then he said, as for the headache, it was always there. I just knew that it's the pressure from my office. Pressure. So the headache there is just pressure. But it was not pressure. It was serious BP. High blood pressure. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But for that, I think it was the mercy of God that made them be walking through the hospital, joking and laughing. Let's go and check our BP. We would have been there and we would have heard that and have received a call. Pastor so and so and so is gone and I'll be saying, but I was just here with him. So a sign is something you must take seriously. You drink the water, the headache doesn't go. Okay, para. The para works for a while. When it wears off, the headache is back. It's time to get up and go check out exactly what it is. If the hospital is like the ones I know we have around, they'll declare that you have malaria with or without a test. And they'll give you malaria medication to take. Many times when you take the malaria medication, the headache will go because that was the source. But just in case it does not go, you've got to go back to that hospital and say, I've done it, I've drunk the water, I've taken the medication, the headache is still there. The thing is a sign. Are you understanding me? So as I read through these signs, because I'm literally just reading through them, as I go through, when you see that it is applying to me, you begin to treat yourself. Because you can see that one of the possible causes is that in my heart, I am turning away. I am becoming disloyal. Sign number one. Hmm. Are you there? A leader who disappoints you in time of pressure or crisis. That's sign number one. Hmm. He disappoints you in times of crisis. That's why Paul did not like John Mark in Acts chapter 15 and verse 38. Acts 15, 38. What does it say? Oh, people. What's happening? You are usually fast. What has happened to you? Paul thought not good to take him with them. The him is John Mark. Who departed from them. You see, they had gone somewhere and the man had disappointed him. And Paul said, this is not a good person. I'm not going with him. Amen. Before that, let me read a scripture to you. John chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. And needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. These points will help you to know what is in you. And it will also help you to be able to see it when it is coming in others. Some of you have given the, the loyalty drugs in a very funny twist. And you need to untwist it and understand it well. Amen. So when there's a time of pressure, what are some of the pressure times in a church? Convention time, camp time, something is happening, there's pressure, the choir needs to be singing, you have your A1 singer who you know, this one bona fide, and then the person says, I'm not coming. It's a sign. It's a sign. I hope you're understanding. Don't get up and go and start pointing your fingers. You are disloyal. Be quiet over there and wait. You just take it as a something that, ah, symptom number one, exactly. And wait for something. Amen. 
And if you are somebody who is prone to those things, you realize that you learn not to let people down at a time when there is pressure. Because it's a sign of something. Hey. Are you there? One day. I was talking to a friend of mine who was going to get married. And the friend of mine on Thursday sent me a text. He was sitting somewhere in a town somewhere in Ghana. And his photographer, who he had already paid, said, I cannot come. It's a sign. Those who disappoint you. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Oh, but maybe he was sick. Listen, any photographer who is a proper person, who knows what, a, what photography is to a wedding, he won't just call you and tell you, I cannot come. Most of them, they will find a replacement for you. What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Photo drivers in the house, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Will you just walk away and say, I can't come? Thursday, the wedding is Saturday. No. And when they have not succeeded, they'll even call you and say, Charlie, I've called this person and I've called, you know, when the guy called me and said that he didn't have somebody, I knew photographers in that town. Obviously, you know I'm talking about Tamale. I'd lived there. So the person who I called, the photographer who I called, he was so disturbed to hear it because he was going elsewhere. He said, what? Come and see him searching through the city. Where is it? Yeah. That's the normal reaction. And this is somebody who had not even been paid. Or oh, you don't get my point. It's just that as a photographer, you know what it is to the couple. Hey, a wedding that there will be no pictures. Have you heard some before? I'm asking you if you have heard some before. Wedding, but no photographer. So what do you think of the guy who said, I cannot come? Will you ever again call that guy? To- <laughs> I can't come. Hey! Just like that, oh. He cried the worst part was that he had been paid. So I told my friend, I said, tell him to refund the money now because we're going to need it since we have to go and look for, you know. Do you know the answer the guy said? Oh, the money you see, I had already spent the thing, so I cannot give the thing to you, right? Um, look, this one, not that they say, they say, I care, I care. I'm telling you, live one that happened. He has spent the money. <laughs> a leader who disappoints you, a person, a member, but center leader, not even members, forget members, they're like children, but center leader, ministry shepherd. Shepherd in the church who disappoints you when you are under pressure. Watch it. Those of you who when we are under pressure, you rather move away. It's a dangerous sign for you. Usually when there's pressure, people rather come to help. People rather come to help. Yeah. Number two. Leaders who disappoint you when they are under pressure. So the first one is when you are under pressure. The second one is when they are under pressure. So they just walk out. Proverbs 25 and verse 19 says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joints. If you have ever broken your tooth before, very painful. Very painful. So if you are that type, cure yourself right now. 
Some of you, when we have a convention, that's when you are now late to come and sing in the, in the, in the... Meanwhile, you know that every pastor is under pressure when there's a convention. It's a major pressure time. You want to put your best foot forward. And you are the one of the people, you are the lead singer for all two. Yeah, because everyone, you know, you have major strong parts around whom every alto in the choir picks from there. Then you decide that you won't come so that the song will fall down. Then you say it will teach them sense. Next time when I come, do not talk like that. Really? Be careful. You are not well, but you didn't know. Mm. Are you here? Listen, let, learn one thing very fast. We don't preach because we don't have problems. No, please. Not at all, oh. Not at all. At all. We preach because we preach. That's all. It's not for absence of problems. At all. You, when you are broke, you say you will not come. What do you mean? Recently, I opened the thing. The thing said my bank account has 11 cities. I said, my goodness gracious me. You remember I told you that I prayed a prayer to God. Because I knew that, oh, there was no mind, but 11 cities, but come on. I mean, I mean, excuse me. What does one do with 11 cities? <laughs> Are you there? It's not because everything is okay. But it's because you've decided that's what you're going to do. Because some of you, as soon as you're a little sad. Do you know the number of times we preach when we're sad? Do you know the number of times we have to come? We are not happy, but we have come. Yeah. It's not because everything is okay. Hey, the church is very quiet. Yeah. I remember one day we went for a camp. And Bishop was preaching like a house on fire. Preaching, preaching. I remember I was sitting in the front seat. He was talking. My mind was far away. Yeah. My daughter-in-law was in labor. And the baby said, I won't come. Hey! And they are in a country, the medical system there is like Ghana in the 70s. So, as I was reading my son's commentary, I mean, I, look, at a point, I was so worried that, you know, when daddy's preaching, you don't, your phone shouldn't come out. I was so worried that daddy was up and down, but I was on my phone. I was openly on my phone. As I was sitting there, Fede Charlie said, something, look, something is happening. Then he sent a text. He said, we are on our way to the hospital and the taxi has broken down. And I sent a text. I said, get another taxi. Get another one now. Get another one. This thing has checked too much. This baby, something will happen. Then he sent a text. He said, okay, we're in another taxi now. Then they were going. I was holding my phone. Then he said, then this one too has broken down. Immediately, I saw that, Charlie, this one eh, is a life and death. And I took my phone. I said, if there's one person, if I wake up in the night, I should pray. I said, Humi, you got to pray. Something's going. We started. Sitting, I tell you, preaching was going. Look. <sighs> Daddy, I tell you, pressure. Pressure. They got to the hospital. Then they started their things. This and this, this and this. And I, I said, Nikki, tell them to operate and take the baby now. They should take the baby now. He said, oh, they are saying, I said, I don't care what they are saying. This thing you are describing, this baby will die on you. Hey. Meanwhile, Bishop was preaching and people were jumping. Hey. You think it's lack of pressure. Hey. Are you there? So because of that, I should quit and go and sleep. Pressure. Are you in the house? Do you have pressure? Hey, the house is very quiet. 
It hasn't occurred to you before. Pressure. Another time I was, I had gone to preach again. In Germany, I was there with this young man. We had a very nice convention. We're driving out of the convention. As usual, you start checking your messages. And as I was checking my message, they are armed robbers. They are in Humi's house. I said, what? So as we were going, as we were talking. By the time I got home, I said, so what is going on? Then they said, we have found everybody, but they have taken unto Humi awake. Hi. Hey. May I never have such a night in my life. We started to pray. Ashon was there. Say, hey, you are trying to be cool. Then he left me. Say, he's going to his room to sleep. I was in my room. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Shabo, Shababe, Kabro, Father, in the name of Jesus. Look, I removed all my legal arguments and illegal ones. I started to pray. I said, what is going on? This woman, look at her size. Which size of arm robber? They have taken her to where? To do what? What is going on now? I was there when my door opened. There's this man coming. I can't sleep. I said, okay, you are welcome to join. Shabaha. Hey. There was. <coughs> this man was there. Where is it? <laughs> I was calling him. Seth, what's going on? Seth, what's going on? What's going on? The guy wasn't picking. The matter was worse. Hey. Are you there? Hey, I'm talking to you about pressure. Finally, my husband came online. And then he said, it's okay. We have got her now. I said, I want to talk to her. He said, you can't talk. Listen, I am very choleric and very sanguine. I don't shout at my husband. I don't insult. I don't. I just don't. But that night, he said, you can't talk to her. I was holding the phone. I began to shout. What do you mean I can't talk to her? What do you mean I cannot talk to her? What's going on there? How can I not talk to her? What are you saying that I cannot? Hey. <laughs> Pressure. Pre what? Pressure. Hey. Also, that story is more than a Rambo one. <laughs> one day we'll boss you the story. Rambo four. Hey. Rambo what? Rambo four. <laughs> The story is a very nice story. It's not time now. Amen. But what I'm sharing with you is that there's pressure. And there are times when in the middle of that pressure, that night I had finished preaching, but if I still had to go and preach, I would have preached. I would have had somebody looking one eye on the phone. And I would have preached. <laughs> we continue. I'm talking to you about the signs of disloyalty. Number three, leaders who have moral weaknesses. Be very careful. If you are an immoral person, it means you don't fear God. So one day, you will walk out. Yeah. A person who lives continually in sin is often in rebellion against God. That attitude of rebellion can be turned onto any of God's representatives at short notice. Are you seeing it? And this is why when you see that you have moral weaknesses, you must keep on fighting and pushing them out. Are you seeing it? So that it doesn't become something else. Yeah. Because after a while, your conscience can become seared. Some of you, when you started watching porno, you are so ashamed. Now, dear, you don't mind. <laughs> Number four. Leaders who have financial weaknesses, you don't pay your tithe. You are a thief. 
You keep on borrowing money. You are a dangerous person. It's true. Soon you will start to steal offering. Leaders who are worldly. You watch worldly films. You like worldly music. <laughs> are you there? Why are we saying it's dangerous? 2 Timothy 4.10 For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. So the things of the world, he loved them. Ah, this was somebody who was traveling with, with Paul. It means you were a senior, yeah, you were a main person. Hey, Belinda, are you sleeping? Hey. Hey, stop worrying my sheep, why? Let's move on. Leaders who think they can do what you are doing better than you can. When your chief is preaching, then you say, oh, chief, the way chief preach is preaching, it's not nice. Look, my review, my review on this thing is just wilder than, be careful. Be careful. I told you, I'm just reading the list. Just check yourself against the list. When you hear a bishop preaching, you're saying that, oh, I would have preached this point better. When you get to a place and you see a church that has 40 people and you say that, ah, what's a church of 40 people? What's a church of 40 people? It's because you have not started a church before. Never forget that. First love, most of the churches are inherited. I shouldn't say I've said it. Yes. You came and met something. To meet something and continue to grow it is totally different from a breaking of fresh ground. Hey. If you go to the U.S. and then you go and meet a church of 50 people, it's like a Ghanaian church of 500. The people, they don't like God. They don't go to church. They, don't, they hate everything concerning God. In fact, if you go to Europe, it's worse. U.S. cries better. U U.K. They don't like God. Though. A church like this in U.K. is a mega church. Mega church. The amount of effort to build a church this size is what we would have used to build a church of 400 in Ghana. This size. Just this part. Then you get there, then you say, hey, be careful. I can do it better. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Number eight. Number seven. A leader who is prepared to attack his own father or senior in ministry. Hey. Remember that Absalom, he looked for the life of his father who Absalom, there are some alive still. They didn't all die. <laughs> yeah. So when you begin, I'm going to fight him. Don't fight your father. Don't fight your father in ministry, your father in anything. The only one you must fight is your father in sin. And him, you fight him by leaving him alone. Leave, go away from him. Yeah. Number eight, wounded leaders who have never recovered from their heads. Why are such people dangerous? Because if you don't recover from your head, you are a dangerous person. Do you remember the illustration I gave you? You will react out of your pain. You will preach out of your pain. Bitterness will sit in you, and bitterness is an evil spirit. And you will minister out of that. And hurt people, normal things are painful. If you have a wound on your hand, you will not want to go and wash your hand with soap and water. But is soap and water painful? 
No, it is the wound on your hand that has made the, the, the soap and water painful. So a wounded person who does not heal is offended at things that don't hurt. A wounded person, you don't heal. The thing, no, there's no, there's no offense, but you are offended because there's a wound there. So water, water, is it painful? Water. It's very refreshing. Right now, the way we are sweating, is some water, will some water not be nice? But it's painful. Soap, normal soap when you are bathing. Can you bat without soap? The bath will not even be sweet. So normal soap is very sweet. But because of the pain, when you go to have your bath and you had a wound on your leg, then you hang the leg somewhere. And you look like some caricature because you don't want the soap and water in the leg. Hurt people are very funny about normal things. Yeah. So I'm saying it because if I keep here, yeah, I'm very hurt. Listen, that's what hurt is part of life. Just put it in your head that every head I must heal. That's all. Every head I must heal. Whether the head is your father. Listen, if you don't heal of your father, eh, who you say has hurt you, the beast you will carry into your marriage, you know you shock. Yes. You will put your father there as the standard of what is called a man. And when God sends you a nice man or a nice woman, you will proceed to treat the person as if. Yes. You better heal. Hey. You better go to God with the issue until you are healed. Yeah. You will discover you don't even trust people. Somebody who have laid his life down for you. Tell the person, pick your life up and get out of my life. Because of a hit. You joke. Oh, Absalom's story, it was a hit. I'm finishing. Number nine, leaders who are not prepared to be trained or retrained in the ministry. Leaders who are not ready to be trained. When we call, you say, come and sit down, let's teach us. Then you say, what? You want to teach me what? Look, in my former church, please, when you were coming, the name of this church was not called former church. The name of this church is First Love. Did you hear it? First Love, that's the name of this church. <laughs> Where you were, they do some things. We're here to we do some things. None of them are wrong. Look. Yankosu. <laughs> uh, Please, my teacher. That what? You like the training and the retraining. Eh? You must be retrained, I tell you. You don't know much. And sometimes you don't know much about that particular place. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You see, right now that we are even united denominations, there are 10 of us, you will discover all 10 are different. So if you cut across and you find yourself in which country? Spain. The Spanish churches there under who? Probably under who? Mustard seed. The churches there, they have their way of doing things. So. Then you wake up, you say you are going to do carnival the way we do it. In, we will come and visit you in jail. You go. <laughs> Look, you are going to Spain. You say you are going to do outreach door to door, knocking on people's doors. You will be there when the police will land with handcuffs and handcuff you and over there police cannot be bribed and you cannot say anything. You will sleep in the cell until they sort out your issue. Cash? So when you get there, you must be retrained in evangelism European style. You can't wake up and say, excuse me please, I am a center leader who has come from first love. 
I have been trained by the prophet himself. The prophet is my father. You better be careful. You better be careful. Our prophet, when he has comes in Ghana, we start when we start and we end tomorrow. Our same prophet, when he's in the U.S., it's a different kind of camp. You have not been listening to the camps. You see that he'll be talking there. He'll say, what time is breakfast? He'll actually pause. Has he ever paused for us going to eat breakfast before? We have eaten breakfast at two. Here. He doesn't do it there. You don't be retrained. <laughs> hey, you are going to do what? <laughs> you are going to do what? And about two, 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 then you tell your thing, you say, you say what? Room 202. If you can hear me. They will come for you. I said they will come for you. Share. You don't go and be retrained in European evangelism. Get there and say that, oh, you see, I am a veteran of a... You are a what? <laughs> Amen. Look, let's continue. I want us to finish in the next 15 minutes. Number 10, leaders who are not prepared to do menial jobs. Some of you want only big jobs. I'm watching you. 11, a leader with a persistently stormy marriage. Yeah. Are you there? Persistently stormy. It's not a good sign. Amen. Number 12, leaders who are irritated and reactionary every time you correct them. Are there some in, over here? I think. When you tell them that this is not how they do hey, but you know that I'm the one who said, hey, be careful. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 13 is your scripture. Better a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who can no longer be admonished. Mm. Tell your neighbor, I'll ask your neighbor, who cry, why no better me? Everybody, you must have the person who can correct you. Please, if you are a ministry shepherd, refuse to have a shepherd you cannot correct. If you find out that there's somebody with you who intimidates you, ask your leader, please remove them from under me. Yeah. You must be able to correct them. And you to be nice when you are correcting. Hey. At least make it edible. Abba. Number third. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Sometimes the way the correction is also administered can be some way. Number 13. A person who gives excuses and continually justifies himself. Yeah. Now we are coming closer home. Everything they say, you have an explanation. Everything they say, you have something to say. Number 14, a person who does not keep promises. Number 15, a leader who is vying for promotion and recognition. Some of you, the only work you want to do is the one that you will be seen. Be careful. It's a big pit. You don't want to do technical box. You don't want to do media. You don't want to do ASHA. All those jobs, unseen jobs, you don't want to do. You only want to do the one that will see you. You are a star, star. Be careful. All the men of God that you see who are working at a certain level, they've all done many jobs before. All of them. 
they started in the menial jobs. They never started from the top. Next one, a person who is an unknown factor. It's not that you have done anything. We just don't know you. Yeah. Number 17, a leader who has never been criticized. Because you've never been criticized, you think you are perfect. Yeah. Sometimes when you hear daddy taking on some of the older ones, taking us on, then you are there. You are feeling very righteous. Sure, you have just come. Oh. Uh-huh. You are now about to manifest. We'll now see what is in you. <laughs> Number 18. A leader who does not say amen or smile while you are preaching. There are many of them here like that. They are in the back, at the back of the room. Many of them are like that. They don't smile. They don't say amen. <laughs> they don't dance. They don't take part. Yeah, you are here. I've seen you cry. A person who does not take notes when you are preaching. You don't have the book. You don't have the soft copy. You don't have money to buy. You don't plan to buy. And you also don't have notes. Let's move on. A person who is not faithful in another man's work. Many people, this is why they don't do well. Because Luke 16, 12 says, If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Yeah. It's how you have faithfully held something. That's why you have gotten that which is yours. The next one. A leader who does not pay tithes and offerings. Next one. Leaders who do not attend certain meetings. This meeting, these are not all the leaders we have. Yeah. Some are not here. Some have given, you know, gotten in touch. Others have said nothing. It's all a statement. We won't, we won't suck you. We won't say we are this way. I won't say anything. But me, I'm just watching you. I'm just watching you. Yeah. It's a, it's a sign to me. It's a sign. Yeah. Hey. A person who approves of someone who makes wrong decisions. When Adonijah decided that he was going to steal the throne from Solomon, he knew that his father wanted Solomon. When he went and took it, Joab agreed. He knew that the guy was wrong, but he agreed with him. Some people side up in wrong things. This one, 24, is a big one. Leaders who are not prepared to do things that they did not choose to do. <laughs> so you are doing things, you are doing well where you are, but when somebody else comes and says, do this, then you manifest. It's a sign. Mm. Next one, a person who poisons you about others. <laughs> a person who is not prepared to be birthed into the philosophy, the standards, the vision, the procedures, and the spirit of the house. You have come, but you want to come from somewhere and come and load it here. You don't want to learn. A person who manipulates his way into leadership without serving his way into that leadership position. A person who does not stay around to mingle and interact with other church members. <laughs> One who has a Jezebel for a wife. Jezebel was a position conscious wife. 
and she made him do wrong things. A person who constantly shifts the blame to other people. A person who thinks too much money is being spent on the head. Hey! A person who is unduly quiet. Unduly means that it's at the wrong time in the wrong way. Wouldn't I? Yes, sir. Unduly quiet, reserved, and detached. It's not anything. What's wrong? Oh, nothing. Meanwhile, things are going on. Oh. Be careful. You used to be very active. You used to be very, and then now. Careful. Oh. Careful. Satan has located you. <laughs> ah, but that's why we are doing what we are doing. He has located you. Yeah. He has seen you. Yeah. Suddenly, you are just, you are just detached. We are all excited about something. Something's going on. You're just... As you are sitting there, you have composed your face. You didn't know that a demon sat by you. And when you are about to laugh and smile, I said, Don't smile. Don't smile. It's not funny. Let them see that what they are doing is not correct. Let them see that, look, this kind of meetings that they last all the way to three o'clock and you have not eaten lunch is very wrong. Let them see. Just be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't smile. Don't smile. Don't smile. Don't answer. A demon has sat by you. Yeah. Yeah. You better tell the demon where to go. Amen. This one, I'm loving reading it. A leader who is always late for meetings. Number 33. Number 33. <laughs> Always late. <laughs> Chronic lateness to important meetings can often mean a wrong attitude. Often. He didn't say always. Often. So some of you, it's your habit, but change the habit. Because it can be a symptom. You see some sicknesses. Some sicknesses, they were not serious things, but untreated. They developed into, yeah. Please, doctor, am I right? It was not too serious looking. Then you left it, you didn't touch it, and it just progressed, and it became a cancer. Yeah. Amen. So deal with it, deal with it. <laughs> Ajay. A leader who feels he knows the mindset of the organization and therefore does not bother to ask important questions. I know what they will say. I know what they will say. The way they are, no, so I won't say anything. I know how they are. Wow. 35. We are almost done. A leader who has not been involved in practical ministry work. 
if you are an administrator who has never handled a ministry before or never have handled a bus center before, walk carefully. Yeah, walk carefully. Are you understanding me? Walk carefully because sometimes we have had in the system some administrators who have been very wicked people and it's because they've never done practical ministry work. They don't know what it is like to chase a sheep and to, and to face what you are facing. So that's just an example. Mm. A leader who does not contribute to a joint effort which is intended to bless and appreciate our, their pastor. And that is why we take very great exception when you are in first love and especially when you are a leader and we are trying to gather something for our father and you say, I won't do. We find it very some way. We don't accept it. It's in January. His birthday is far. You have enough time to plan. You know that the birthday is coming every year. You know it is coming. Yeah. So we will do something by all means. And the last one, number 37, a leader who has not been tested by time. Because time shows many things. Time. That's why when for a short time you're doing well, we don't say much. You just came. Give us five years. Give us six. And we now know. That's why I'm, I, I want Bishop David to come and speak to us. I mean, been there for a long time. It's not that he just arrived, just appeared, no, everything is booming. No. It shows the person's tenacity and the person's heart. Are you here? Every year, twice a year, let's say every semester when you come, in the middle of the semester, open this chapter. Take yourself. Put yourself here. Read the point. One. Check. Two. Check. Three. Check. Who is preaching at the back when I'm preaching? Hey, I will invite you right now. Be very careful. Put the, the book here. Take yourself and put yourself here. And compare. Sign number one. Is it in me? Number two. Is it in me? Number 18. Is it in me? And when you find it in yourself, correct it immediately. When you find that, hey, nowadays I don't write notes. You didn't know that your enemy had planned something. But as you go to it, it will show you. You used to be a writer of notes. Then suddenly, the enemy has come and said, listen, the thing, now nah, everything is in a book these days. You don't need to write. Don't, listen, you know it. I've not been preaching it. I mean, you don't, ah, look, leave it for the children. Those who have just come, they need the notes, you know. You, dear, I mean, as you're here, your bones are a little stronger. You, yeah, he's whispering things. You've been around, I mean, what? This message, have you not heard it before? I mean, didn't you hear it two years ago? And didn't you hear it last year? And didn't you hear it? I mean, what? You are writing what again? I mean, every point, you know it already. Prodigal son. Oh, have we, not, have we not heard prodigal son and prodigal son? Don't we know the story? Look, we can even give you quotations. What again? What is new about it? Watch out. You are in danger. You are in danger. So put the points down and compare yourself to the points. I believe that you see something. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. You want to just... We don't, I don't want Satan to take away any of the words that have been spoken right now. So I just want you to bow your head in these five minutes and say that, Lord, the part of the message concerning me, that part, Lord, let me not forget it. Help me, Lord, to remember it. Keep me from becoming a disloyal person. 
Disloyalty is a process. It's not an event. Yeah. So let it not rest with me. Let it not be part of me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If some of the points apply to you, say immediately, Lord, I didn't know. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I've repented. I've turned around immediately. I didn't know I was on dangerous road. Lord, I've turned around. Let none of these signs be in me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mandula Brosinelebe. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Mandula Brosinelebe. Biba Baba Baba preserve us Lord let none be lost to disloyalty in Jesus name remove, remove from us any seed and any appearance and anything that looks like disloyalty in the name of Jesus remove it from us we give you praise oh God we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you in Jesus name Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat for a moment. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Some of you, since you came, you have not given an offering. Find an offering. We have to return you to Kumasi tomorrow. We still have to pay our bus fare. So find an offering. Find an offering. Ashes, find some baskets. I can see only two baskets here. Is that all we have? Ah, so why you were on holiday? Ah, because I stood here once and took office, so it means I will stand here again. Hey, hey. peoples. All right. Lift up your offering and let us pray. Father, we are so grateful to you for all that you've done for us, for all you've given us. Thank you for your hands in our lives, oh God. As we give up these offerings, remember us. Don't forget us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes, receive the offering. Pastor Shong, please.